What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another week of the Six Figure Roadmap. I don't know if you've noticed or not, but it's been a few weeks since I've uploaded the last episode. That's just because there's been some change in my life. There's been some change in the company, and I just haven't had as much time to edit and upload the podcast as I used to. But hopefully that will all be changing soon and there will be more consistency and we will get back on the same schedule of uploading episodes every Wednesday. We have someone who's editing and uploading these podcasts now, so that is exciting stuff. Please stay tuned. Please keep listening. There's going to be some amazing interviews coming up soon. I already have pre-recorded a bunch and there's a pipeline of new interviews that I will be recording here in the near future. So it's going to be an endless amount of content and your support is always, always appreciated. I get feedback and people reaching out to me every day telling me that they love the podcast, they listen to the podcast and it has impacted them in some way. So that stuff means so much to me. My intention, you know, obviously with anyone who has a podcast, the intention is always to provide the best content possible. I just didn't know how impactful this would be to so many people. So um, it's been an amazing ride and I don't plan on stopping this anytime soon. So again, thank you so much for your support. If you haven't already, it would it would mean a lot to me if you guys would either reach out and just tell me your thoughts on the show, leave me a review, leave the podcast a five-star rating. It really helps this podcasts grow and it allows more people to hear about it, experience it and share, uh, you know, the same energy and connection that so many of you have with the, epi- uh, with the podcast. So that is uh, much appreciated. And thank you again for all of the constant support. Today's interview is with Amber Spears. She is the co-founder of East Fifth Avenue affiliate marketing agency. She's worked with so many companies in the health, wellness, and personal development space. She's helped them crush their affiliate programs. She has um, both a one-on-one consultation program, and she also trains companies how to uh, implement an in-house affiliate marketing team. So she's generated a lot of money for a lot of people and has crushed it in this industry for a long time. And she knows what she's doing. I'm excited for you guys to hear this episode because an affiliate program in a company I have learned so much lately is kind of the, you know, backbone to a lot of business owners putting money back into the business and paying for their paid advertising, paying for their bottom line, paying their employees, um, providing some take home for themselves. But it's it's just a, a strong, strong way to not only give back to your customers, but also have a strong foundation of, of a cash flow system inside your company. So she will be talking a lot about that. So this episode's going to be exciting. Hopefully you guys walk away with some ideas. And uh, you know, even if you don't even know what affiliate marketing is, this episode's gonna be important for you further down the line as you start to grow your company, as you start to get more customers who want to refer you. This is a great way to you know give back to them, pay them for their their work and bring you more business. But on top of that, Amber is just an amazing person. She's she's fun to listen to. She's very, very smart and pretty much gives away everything that she knows about affiliate marketing. So um, again, this is going to be an episode that you don't want to miss. I hope that you guys enjoy this episode edited and podcast by someone completely new. So if you guys love what you hear, if you love the sound, if you love the editing, if it makes sense, it just flows well, please let me know um, because this is kind of the, the first test for, for the person who is taking over the podcast. So enjoy this episode. Cheers. Welcome to the Six Figure Roadmap, brought to you by LVRG.it. Leverage it, saving you money on the tools, software, and courses you use to grow your business every single day. Now, here's your host, Cam Martinez. Welcome back to another week of the Six Figure Roadmap, guys. I'm here with Amber Spears. We're going to be talking about affiliate marketing, and it's interesting because before we hopped into this interview, we were actually talking about the perspective that she has about affiliate marketing and how it can help your business grow the bottom line. It, it could be put money towards other traffic sources like Google, like, like labor and some of your overhead. And I've honestly never heard that perspective before. So I'm excited to dive in and learn more about 
what she thinks about affiliate marketing and how you can use it to your advantage in your business. So welcome to the show, Amber. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Cool. So is affiliate marketing anything you want to jam about? Yeah. I mean, like, look, like I, I think that every single person that has an online business should have an affiliate program. I think it's just a nut, like I'm kind of honest in the sense that like you can't scale your affiliate program like you can Facebook or Google. Um, but most people struggle with having an affiliate program because it's all over the place. I think your affiliate program can pay for your ads, your labor, your overhead, if it's done right and it's done consistently. So certainly it's significantly cheaper than going and paying Google or Facebook or something like that because you're paying per eyeball on that. Whereas on this, you're more paying for commission. So I think everyone should have it, but I don't think that it's the be all end all. I think you need to diversify your traffic sources. Like I'm happy to talk about that and kind of give feedback. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of ways that you can add income to bottom line to get to six figures. Like I made $106,000 in 2016 on my second tier referrals alone. So like there's a lot of different shit that you can do with affiliate marketing that doesn't just involve like your own products. Like there's, there's other stuff that you can do, but yeah, I'm happy to, to talk about that. It's like whatever's best for your tribe, like whatever questions are coming up consistently, whatever you think would be a value from my end. Yeah, absolutely. I've never heard uh, that take on affiliate marketing before. So uh, a lot of times the message is this is what you need to do to generate the most income. It's often marketed that it is scalable to a fashion that it's you know going to be one of your most profitable traffic sources. So the fact that you're honest about that, uh, honest, I'm excited to hear it. So. Yeah. And I do want to be clear that it's, it is scalable and it is, it is certainly something that can be very lucrative. It's just never going to replace at scale what Facebook and Google can do for you. Like there's the market's just so much bigger. It's just unlimited. Whereas in affiliate marketing, you're much more restricted to who you know, who they can refer you to, you know, who's actually doing it, what types of affiliate marketing they're doing. It's just not nearly as scalable. And anyone who will tell you that is probably someone that makes a living as a JV coach um, or has a program like that or as a broker. And, you know, they're not going to tell the truth a lot of times. That's the reason why I'm very polarized in this space, because when I speak, I usually speak myself out of a job. And the reason why I do that is because I think everyone needs to have their own in-house manager. I think every single person should have a program like that, but they need to understand the limitations and what it can really be used for, which I think your affiliate program should be used to pay for your ads, your, your overhead, your labor, you know, your product development, all this other stuff, because it can be consistent. It's just, it's just never going to be, you know, super scalable when you hit a certain point. Yes. So Talk to us about this, this whole concept that you have about affiliate marketing. How, like, why should everyone have it in their business and how can they use it to their advantage? It's a good question for people listening. I think it's always important for you to know, like, why am I even here? Why am I talking? The last thing I want someone to do is to tune out and think that, you know, I just have a very narrow scope and view on what I'm doing. So just a quick little recap of what we've done in the last two and a half years we have two sides to our company. My company is called East Fifth Avenue. One side's an agency where we tr- we basically act as your sales team. So we sell your products on your behalf to other affiliate partners and influencers. And then we have a training and coaching academy where we teach other people how to do things in their own company better when it comes to affiliate marketing. So on the agency side, we've done $63 million in front-end sales in the last two and a half years alone for our clients primarily in the health, wellness, and personal development space, generated millions and millions of email names, a little over 9 million, and hundreds of thousands of customers. We've had four New York Times bestsellers come out of that. And then on the uh, academy side, where we work with our largest clients are like Agora. They're doing around 2.7 billion this year in sales. We work with many different subsidiaries in there to ClickBank's a corporate client, you know, everything in between. And then we have, you know, 152 affiliate managers and offer owners that we've trained in the last year. So out of that $300 million in sales, the last two and a half years have come from that. So when I'm talking about this stuff, I think it's important to understand that I've looked behind the hood of some of the largest companies in our space, some of the people who are just getting started and some very established people in every niche from health, wellness, e-com, financial, you know, 
personal development unique. So we've, we've looked at it and we found a lot of similar patterns. And I, I do think it's important for every single person that has an online business to have an affiliate program. I think the biggest mistake that people make if they already have an affiliate program is that their affiliate program is extremely inconsistent. It feels like kind of like a roller coaster where, you know, maybe one month they had a big boom because they had a launch or they had a contest going and then, you know, they go through low, low, low periods and it comes back up. So that affiliate revenue roller coaster is something that, you know, I'd love to help you kind of address if you're interested in how to make it more of like a smooth transition. But for anybody who doesn't have an affiliate program, the reason why I think it's so important to have one is you can rely on your network of peers um, or even people who don't know you who are good at, you know, selling things in a certain niche. You can rely on them to sell your products, services, protocols, coach it, coaching things, whatever, you know, you sell online and sell it for you every month in a consistent way so that you can pay for your ads on Google, on Facebook. So you can pay for your team labor, your overhead, all that stuff that we mentioned before. And with the understanding that it's never going to at scale match what you can do with paid media. At a certain point, the paid media is going to scale larger than that. There's millions of dollars a year that you can make on affiliate marketing. Certainly we do that. We do that for our clients. We see our clients do it, but it's just not going to compare to your ability to scale on cold media with a high converting offer product or service. And that's okay. Um, I think that you need to diversify your traffic sources and diversify your income. And what I see a lot of people doing is they might start an affiliate marketing. They get an offer that starts to convert. They start to scale it on Facebook. And then they're just like, forget my, you know, forget my affiliate program. I'm not doing it anymore. It's too much hassle. It's too dramatic. It's too inconsistent. All that might be true, partly because you don't have good KPIs, processes, people in place to make that affiliate program consistent and growing. Um, But what happens is that algorithms change. So algorithms change, your offers burn out, you know, all this other stuff happens. And you might have had two, three, four, five years even of making a ton of money on these other media channels. And all of a sudden it gets cut out from under you. And now you're looking around and you didn't keep your traffic sources diversified, or you didn't invest any money on making sure that your affiliate program was steadily growing. And now, you know, you're left with a huge amount of overhead and no way to pay for your team. So that's another reason why I'm a big, big believer and proponent of doing affiliate marketing. If you're selling products currently online, and if you are having great success in your affiliate program now, you know, iron proofing it, bulletproofing it and putting it in such a way that it's running on autopilot and you're getting consistent revenue that you can pay for a lot of your fixed costs in your business with. I love it. I love it. So I want to, I want to go on a journey with you real fast because I know that you can serve both those who have not started an affiliate program yet. And those who have one, maybe they are uh, in that roller coaster phase and they're looking to repair that and create the automated processes like you were saying. So let's start with the people who have not yet started an affiliate program. How does one get involved with affiliate marketing and how can they implement that into their business? Sure. So I'm going to assume that whoever's starting like already has a product or service. I'm just going to assume that they have that. I would hope so. (laughs) Yeah, I would hope so. They already have that, you know, there's just super basic level. You need to have the ability to track what an affiliate is mailing for you. Right. So how do they know that they're going to get paid? Well, it's all on a tracking platform, whether you're using something like has offers, post affiliate pro cake. I think click funnels has like an affiliate tracking, like these Infusionsoft has it. They all kind of have it, but you need to have number one, the ability to track. So a lot of people, when they come to you, they don't even have that. So really important for you. Number one, to have the ability to track it so that you can pay them, you know, so they can log in at any time and see, I sent this many clicks or this many opt-ins and here's how much I made a commission. Number one. Number two is having an offer that's compelling to affiliates, right? So, you know, at any given time, like some of my largest clients, right? Like big, big time names, they're getting anywhere between 100 and 200 emails a day from strangers asking them to support their product or service, like 100 or 200 a day. So how do you, how do you get on their radar well, you have to have something that's compelling, right? So you have to um, you have to make sure that you have data around it, that it converts well, that you know it serves a purpose, that the refunds are low. You have to have um, you know enough 
either CPA or enough revenue given to them that they're excited about it. And if you don't have that yet, then what I would recommend is one of two ways. One, you lean into your network and you ask some of your trusted friends to just test your offer. And you're very clear about like, hey, you know, I have it. And here's the data I have from cold traffic, or I just built it. And I would love to see, you know, if you can segment out a small portion of your list or put me on your podcast or do a live stream with me, we can point eyeballs and attention to my product and get it, you know, converting or see where it's converting at right now for affiliates. And that way I can figure out, you know, how much of a CPA I can give or how much commission I really need to give so that they can hit over or around a dollar per click or around $2 earning per lead, which is kind of industry standard. So you kind of want to get in that range or have some money set aside to guarantee or prepay someone to do that. Because a lot of people are eating off of their email list. They're paying their teams with their email list or with their podcast or with their Facebook group or what have you. So you have to be really careful. Like, you know, it's, they might be your friends, but this is also business. We're not in the business of charity. So I would make sure that you either lean on your network or you prepay or you figure out some way to compensate them for doing some sort of testing and you make it clear, like this is a test. So I would love it if maybe we could split test subject lines or we can split let split test email creative and see what's working well, get feedback from you on how it did, you know, was my open rate high? Was my click-through rate good? You know, how did my commission amount compare to other offers that you mail for? That's a, a really important thing. The first phase, if you don't have an affiliate program, is figuring out if your current offer product service is currently, you know, optimized well enough to scale on the affiliate side. And that I I think the best way to do that is to lean on your network or have some sort of money or favors or what have you set aside for that testing phase. Love it. Love it. Some questions that we always get with affiliate programs is how much creative do I need to have prepared? Do I need to have all my swipe files ready? What do I need to give affiliates in order for them to have the most success? What does that look like for you? It's a good question. I think that what's most important is finding out the email creative that's like your best performer. So I would recommend instead of writing, you know, 15 different variations of email swipe copy that you sit down and number one, look at people who are doing well in your industry now with affiliates and see like what style their emails are in. So if you are a low ticket fitness offer, then you're going to want to look for affiliates that are scaling like on ClickBank or on, you know, buy goods or, or something like that and see what kind of email creative is working. So if it's a short, you know, one word subject line with a very short body copy pushing directly to a sales page, model off of that right? If it's more of a high ticket consultative sale, it might be best for you to write a long form kind of advertorial style email swipe copy and send that out. But at the minimum, I would have a short clickbait style email that's going to open hard and click bomb hard, especially on email. And then something a little bit longer that's more like educational that mentions the actual product name in it or the solution in the like actual copy of it. And then maybe something that's like entertaining or an indirect lead or just something that's just like kind of like a shot in the sky, like really thinking outside the box because that might work too. But I wouldn't do more than three to start with. And I would model off of what's currently working because when I work with clients or when I'm consulting with them, they'll give me their email creative and it's like 15 different things. And it's like, okay, but which one out of this is actually working? Like which one of these are actually like what's your flagship or your highest converting email swipe? Like you want to lead with that, the proven one. And then once you have that down, that's the first thing that you send out to your affiliate partners. You're like, hey, this one works the best. We've tested it, you know, get it, grab it, you know, customize it to your voice, right? Like make sure that it's not just plug and play in. Like this is the thing that's working the best. And then if you need other things, like we can create it for you or we have a bank, but this is the one. This is the one that's worked the best. Love it. And last thing for the, the beginner affiliates, another, another big concern is, and I'm, I'm sure you'll touch on this with like the roller coaster effect, managing your affiliates and making sure that there is consistency there and they feel supported and 
are getting what they need in order to be successful. How would you recommend managing affiliates? Yeah, I think that the most important thing is one, working on your offer and making sure that your offer itself is high converting and it's going to make affiliates money. So I think the instinct is for everyone to go straight to the top of whoever's in their industry. You know, like for us, if we're in health and wellness, we're looking at like, you know, Wellness Mama or Dr. Josh Axe or Dr. Mark Hyman or Joe Mercola, right? We're looking at like, oh, if these guys can mail for us, like that's going to be the best. That's a huge mistake when you're first starting out is going directly to the top. What you want to be doing is chopping at, you know, the smaller mid-tier affiliates and really figuring out like what part of my offer is really working and what part of my offer is not And then as you start to go, tech breaks, right? So there might be somebody who could send you 100,000 clicks in a day and that's just going to break every single one of your systems or maybe you have, you know, a limited amount of enrollees that you can take into your coaching program. So the most important thing is to figure out and improve your offer. That needs to be optimized and do it with small, small people, friends, buddies, have them give you feedback on what's working, what isn't in your offer. Maybe your front end converts really well, but your upsells don't do well. So really working on that. Maybe your email creative is terrible, but once people hit your sales page, they're making a lot of money, right? So that's like, that's where you need to be figuring things out. And then once you have it to around what I mentioned before, you can get around a dollar per click or you know over $2 a lead. And that area is where you can really scale right? That's when you know you have something that's really working for affiliates. That's when you go to the big players in your space and ask them to promote for you and really start targeting that out. The way you manage it is completely up to you. I have some people that work from a spreadsheet and they organize everything on that. I always think that you should have, you know, redundancy in your program or whatever you're doing. And we use a CRM like monday.com. That's like our main thing. We're restoring notes on when we talk to them last, their mailing preferences, their, their names or kids' names or wife names, you know, their dog's names. Like we keep a very close eye on our relationships. When's the last time we saw them? What's the last email creative that they sent out? You know, we keep all that stored into something like Monday. And that's a really great way to manage your affiliates. But, you know, primarily number one thing is make sure your offer converts. And then number two is make sure that you're thinking, you know, I need to, to jump in size of my affiliate partners and that my, you know, conversion rate and my customer service and my refund rate and everything, you know, stay consistently good and then go to the top people in my space and you come to them. And it's very different than saying, Hey, you know, Mr. Big Fish in, uh, in our pond, like, will you mail my offer? Like, I think it's going to do great. Your people are going to love it. It's very different going that way. Instead of saying, Hey, Mr. Big Fish, um, I've worked with so-and-so and so-and-so that you're familiar with. Here are the stats that they have from my product or my offer. Here's some testimonials that they offered for us. Um, Here's the commission amount that they made, right? Um, Here's access to the program. Here's testimonials of people who've used it. Would you like to, you know, support my offer? And if you do so, I can sweeten the pie by giving you an increased commission or increasing the CPA or doing a free bonus gift for you, right? It's a very different sale when you have all those steps built in when you go talk to them. Um, And I think that's the biggest thing new people miss is they look and see, oh, I would love to have Tony Robbins promote for me. So I created a program that I just know Tony Robbins people are going to love. They need it. They need it. And I'm going to go straight to Tony. And it's like, no, like you need to have all those things dialed in first, right? Love it. Okay. So now that we know how to manage, we're not going straight to the top. Yeah. We've broken everything that we can and we're still in the roller coaster phase. Yes. What are your recommendations for repairing that and preventing that? It's a good question. I think the first thing is going to be similar for both. Like make sure that your offer is, is high converting. So let's just assume that you have a high converting offer. What I see most of the time is that they have the affiliate manager in place is either the offer owner itself or someone in their company that's just wearing a bunch of hats, right? They're like a project manager, an affiliate manager, and they're, you know, getting coffee for the owner and they're doing all this other shit, right? So they're like, they're they're just not focused on that one thing. Or they have an affiliate manager in place that doesn't have the sales training, doesn't have the understanding of what they're doing. They don't have KPIs, they don't have quotas, they don't have anything like that. 
So, um, and this is crazy because this happens at the, the billion dollar companies and it happens at the startups. They just don't have this. There's an instinct that people have where it's like, well, just like go do it, right? Just make a bunch of phone calls and it's just going to happen. That's, that's not what you need to be doing. You need to figure out, number one, do I have the right person in this role? So that person who's an affiliate manager really is a high ticket salesperson, right? If you have, you know, affiliate partner that makes 10 grand with you in one month, that's great. Well, how about they promote you or support you every single month for the course of the year? So if it's 10,000 a month, now you're doing 120,000 with them a year, right? So like this is a high ticket position. And so the sale, the person at in the driver's seat needs to be somebody who's comfortable pivoting through no. They need to be comfortable with KPIs, quotas. They need to be excited to win. They need to be comfortable with flexibility and and relationships. They need to be comfortable making phone calls, being in person. And a lot of people that I find in that role aren't very good at that. So that's a really big reason why it's a roller coaster or that's not their primary focus, you know? The squeaky wheel gets oiled. If the affiliate program is just like, okay, it's just going to keep going. They don't have time for it. So the number one thing is who's in the driver's seat? How much time do they have? Is this their primary role? If it is, do they have the right personality for it? Because I know a lot of people that have built a big company and they keep this person there because they're good with people or their friend or it's cousin or it's, you know, their brother or whatever. And they're great with people, but they're not great salespeople. And so they need to be moved into a position where they're going to thrive. And then if let's just say all that aside, let's say that you have a, a strong affiliate manager who's good at selling, comfortable with no, great with relationships, and they're in the position with a high converting offer or a decently converting offer or a suite of products, let's say that this is true. A lot of times they still don't have good direction from the company. So they still don't have a clear idea of, you know, what's achieving, overachieving or underperforming in my role. And in my experience, the owners are also not properly tracking the things that generate sales, which is how many phone calls did you make this week? How many emails did you send out? Was it a bulk email or was it an individual email? How many people did you talk to? How many new people do you have in the pipeline, new affiliates to mail for us? If I expect you to be doing $25,000 a week in sales, right now you're at $8,000 this, this week. How are we going to get you to twenty-five? dollars right? So these are all things that are very common knowledge they're just not common practice. And so we really need to do a better job of giving our affiliate managers or giving our affiliate teams KPIs, quotas, systems, assuming that they're the personality fit um, and the product is something that people actually want to support, right? Um, that you pay your bills on time, that your offer converts well, you know, that that you're a good affiliate partner to work with. Um, my experience is, is that if you don't have the systems, the KPIs, the processes, then you're going to have the roller coaster effect no matter what. Um, but usually what happens is I come in and it's, there's just no one singly focused on it and they don't, their department's like a mess, right? So it is a bit, you know, painful, but like these processes can be made and automated um, and just checked in on once they're built. Now the affiliate manager comes and meets with the owner or the marketing director or something once a month and they can look at it and say, okay, you're on track for a great November, right? It's October right now. You've done all the things you need to do. You're on track to hit your goal or your Q4 goals. And if you need any additional help, I'm here for you. But other than that, like it looks good. Most nobody's doing that in the affiliate space. And that's why their, their revenue is just everywhere. I love the wisdom and the insight. I appreciate you sharing that. What, one thing that we talk a lot about around here and is something that we just it's one of the most important things in our business is creating those relationships and strategic partnerships with people. Mm-hmm. What would you say, because you've, you've had a lot of experience working with large companies and CEOs and partners, especially for the affiliate programs, what would you say is the best way to create those relationships and cultivate them? That's a good question. So I think first and foremost, any sort of partnership that you make has to have structure to it. I think in this industry in particular, because we are, you know, it's a, it's, it is kind of a small industry. It feels big, but you know, I, I encourage everyone sitting here and listening to this later, or even you to sit down and say, you know, if there's a big player in my space, let's say it's like Ty Lopez or let's say it's Perry Belcher or, you know, 
Kevin Harrington, is there somebody that I could contact that could introduce me to this person through a text or a phone call? I think the answer would be yes, right? Like we could do that because the industry is small enough. So there's this assumption in the space that because we know each other, everything's going to go well. And that's a terrible assumption to make. So I think the first thing to do is to sit down and have a very open and candid conversation if, is number one, is there a very clear path to success here with our partnership? If there is, let's talk about, you know, phase one, phase two, phase three, right? Phase one is we're, we're dating. Phase two is we're more exclusive. Phase three is we're married. So what I mean by dating is I'm going to test your offer on my email list and on my social campaign one time, right? That did well. Then we're going to go into exclusive. I'm going to uh, mail for you or support you multiple times throughout the year, right? And maybe jump on a live stream with you or a podcast with you so that my tribe is much more familiar with you. We're making more money. Married is you are my go-to person for generating income on memberships, or you're my go-to person for positive mindset. And I'm going to put you in my autoresponder series on my thank you page. I'm going to refer, you know, everyone to you and segment out my list to push you to, you know, if, if you're the diabetes expert, I'm going to segment out my list and anybody who's interested in diabetes is automatically going to see your offer. So I'm going to refer you to my friends, et cetera. Right. So really figuring out like, are we a fit? If we are a fit, let's test it. And let's see clearly what is your expectation for success in each individual phase. And then let's also go a step further and talk about not only what happens when things go well, let's talk about what happens if things go poorly. So how do we stay friends? You know, how are you going to communicate with me that this didn't go well? And can we make a commitment to each other that if things don't go well, that we're not going to ghost each other or go MIA, we're going to sit down and have a candid conversation about how to make this better and how to turn this around, right? So like, that's a huge issue that I see with the people that I coach. Something that I drill into my team is like, every time we're talking to affiliate partner or, you know, or a potential partner, we're talking to them about these things, especially let's say everything goes well, what's our next step? How can we immediately make more money together, make more impact together? Let's talk about that. Let's write it down. Let's agree on it. Let's talk about, you know, how much money do you want to be making on each phase with me? Oh, it's $5,000. Perfect. Well, when we make $5,000 together on this first mailing or over that, like we're going to be in good shape, but Hey, what happens if we only make a thousand dollars or no money? where the tracking breaks, right? Or my tribe hates it and people unsubscribe. Like what happens? So let's have a candid conversation about that. Pull that out and then create, you know, structure to each agreement. And I think that's just where people just blow it. Like they just, they want to assume everything's going to go perfectly. They're afraid of talking about expectations clearly. They're afraid of writing things down and they're afraid to hold people to those agreements. And that's, a huge mistake in our industry as internet marketers where we think, you know, there's an ATM in the sky called the internet. We're just going to keep pushing buttons and money's going to be pumping out. That's not true, right? These things go and they get, they go awry because we're not willing to think them through clearly um, and talk about the good things and the bad things, the potential and the problems. And so my recommendation would be if you're listening to this and you had you know, affiliate programs or partnerships go bad, go MIA, you know, just not work. Think to yourself, did I put structure into my deal from the beginning? Did I have conversations with them about what happens if something goes wrong? Did we make a commitment to each other to have transparency and candor and and act as partners? Or did we just assume it was going to be a virtual handshake and a handoff and everything was going to go well? Uh, I love the fact that you brought that up. It's, it's so, so important. And you're right. It's very commonly missed and overlooked in this industry. So I appreciate you sharing that. I want to ask you a few questions to get to know you a little bit better. Sure. Is that cool? Yeah, it's cool. Cool. What is, I, I noticed your bookshelf behind you. What has been yeah. the, your favorite read so far this year? My favorite read so far this year. That's a good question. God, I've read so many books this year. Honestly, the thing that's working best for me right now, I have right in front of me, is Brendan Burchard's um, High Performance Planner. Um, it's not like a book per se that I've read, but 
certainly this thing has been a game changer for me because I live and breathe by um, organization and like my top three. So this has been really good, but the book Roland Frazier recommended be our guest. Excellent. Alchemy, Perry, Belcher and I are friends. Uh, I started reading that this week and that's been great. Another one that I, I really, really liked that made a huge impact on my this year was Joe Dispenza's, I, for, I always say it wrong, but like break the cycle being yourself or like something like that. Like I, I always forget. I meditate with him every morning, every night, breaking the habit of being yourself was awesome. Like it, you know, that whole idea, like the law of attraction, you know, and like you manifest and visualize, you know, there's a part of me that in, is inherently against woo woo stuff, even though like I enjoy it. Like, even though like I'm you, it's a like, Bernie man, you believe yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. I have a vision board over here, right? Like I, like I believe in manifestation and visualization, but when you pair that with science and quantum physics, then that part of me, that like little voice in the back, you know, the doubting part of me is like, there's science behind it. Like, so we're good. You know, like it made a lot of sense. Um, so yeah, I think breaking the habit of being yourself, Brendan Burchard's planner has been awesome for me. Alchemy, be our guest. Like those ones have been really awesome for me this year. I love it. I, I'm curious to hear your experience of Burning Man. I've never been myself, but it looks, yeah. it looks like a great, just community centric event. How was it? Yeah, it's great. Um, I go to Burning Man with a group of really like high end health entrepreneurs who I'm not allowed to say on a public podcast who they are, but it's great. There are a lot of them are my clients. Many of them are in our circle of influence in health and wellness and personal development. So if for me, it's half you know, to deepen my relationships with my community and to really see them with masks off, not in ball gowns or tuxedos or their speaking suits or, you know, speaking at us from stage, just hanging out and, and totally disconnected from their phones and everything like that. So from a a micro perspective, that's great. But Burning Man itself, this is my, this is my second year in a row going. Uh, Last year was my first and it's the most incredible music adult playground, anything, you know, you're able to do as long as you're not hurting anybody else. And there's consent, whether it's like, you know, there's taboo adult stuff and there's just fun stuff. Like there's a ball pit in the middle of the desert and you can jump in and hang out. Right. There's just like a bunch of different stuff that's happening all at once at Burning Man. And I enjoy it. I enjoy the freedom of it. The expression of it is really good. Disconnecting from my phone. Like I'm a kinetic person and you're biking pretty much all day and night. So like I get so much process when I'm just on the bike going and like seeing it's like a sensory overload. I hear a lot of people say that they came back and their lives were changed. Certainly I didn't feel that way. I think I've done a lot of self-development and I've done a lot of crazy stuff. So I didn't feel like I was transformed in any way. I felt like it was the best music, the best art, the best experiences, things that were playful and pushed me to my extremes and really challenged me in that sense with the greatest community of people. I think the thing that changed me was realizing that there's, you know, 70 to 80,000 people who think very similarly to me in terms of freedom, self-expression, play, enjoyment, disconnecting, being a good neighbor, a good human. And that felt really inclusive. And then finding like that there's a a chunk of our internet marketing community that loves it. And that feels like this is their chance to express and deepen their relationship with each other. That was really great for me too. And I think anybody that's interested in challenging themselves in a different way and like seeing people in their truest, most free form of expression should go. Cause I think it's a amazing experience. I love that. What else do you like to spend your time and money on outside of business? That's a great question. I spend a lot of money on myself. So like I do cryo every day. I do infrared sauna every day. I exercise every day. I have a personal trainer I just started working with. I do NAD therapy pretty regularly. IVs very regularly. Vitamin shots regularly. I get massages twice a week. Like I swim in the ocean almost every day when I'm home. Where where are you located? Del Mar. 
Yeah, so much. <laughs> so, I mean, I do a lot, right? Yeah. Like I do IA ceremonies. Like I have a therapist I work with twice twice a month. Um, like I even have a somatic sex coach. Like I I go in on like myself and like I'm single. So like I want to focus on two things. One, my business and growing something that is my current baby and my like legacy. And that includes the community that we've built and fostered. And then myself as a person to, you know, be the type of person that the person I want to meet is attracted to. And, you know, holding myself accountable for, you know, times that I feel out of integrity or out of alignment with myself and like just really digging in deeply into like what my preferences are, like what my values are, like how to show up better in the world, challenging myself to be better, you know, every single day. And that's a tiring experience in itself sometimes and it's just as you know invigorating and exciting also so like I like I said I meditate with Joe in the morning at night you know like some of my time reading just this is a wonderful opportunity when I don't have kids and I don't have you know a mortgage like we're we're staying here for a few months right now my business partner and I just like living together to work on the business and there's freedom and excitement in that nomadic life and also recognize that not everyone has that opportunity to like work on themselves and work on their business like that. Yeah. I love that. I feel like I could have long conversations with you. Yes. <laughs> love it. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Last question about, about your business. Are there like specific softwares or anything that you couldn't live without in your business right now? Monday.com for sure. Our whole company runs on that's like where everything kind of lives for us. We live and die by that. But as far as like other software, like I'm not involved in the other side of the business where, you know, we have our own products and services like in our agency, like we've sold 750,000 keto cookbooks in the last year with our partner. So they have a bunch of stuff like Maripost and, you know, like all this other stuff that I'm just not involved in that I'm sure if you wanted to interview my business partner or our team over there, you could, but for me, Monday, the planner, and a phone, right? That's like how I sell. Um, simple person that way. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Simplicity seems to be your thing. I make things very complicated for no reason a lot of times, except for, <laughs> when, it comes, except for when it comes to my money. Like, um, nice. I know it works for me, like flying to the biggest clients to see them, to deepen my relationships with them, calling everyone on the phone, doing things like this, meeting, you know, amazing people like you and like connecting with the whole new, you know, community speaking from stage. Like I'm the face of our company. I speak between 40 and 50 times a year. That's all very simple, right? Like it's just, it's simple, you know, heart to heart, uh, open communication. And that's like what I thrive in. And my, thankfully I have a business partner and a team that like knows that that's my thing. They know that I can barely, you know, open an Excel sheet and they, they do that for me. So I can keep finding the relationships that we need and the clients that we need that are going to be a fit for us that we can help them scale. And mm-hmm. I don't need more than a phone, zoom, Skype, um, <laughs> and a, a plane ticket if I need it. That is a huge eye opener for me. This is, this will be offered, but I have, I have a business partner as well. I am in the role that your business partner's in and okay. our CEO is you. Um, and it's just, man, we, we've thrived, but also struggle on what our strengths are. And he's for sure what you just said you do. And there's been times when I'm like, well, cause I, I do the podcast. I host the podcast. That's my only thing that I'm like front faced of the company in. And it's been interesting having those conversations with like him and what he should be doing. And that's clearly what he should be doing is what you're doing. That's cool. So what does he get mired into? I think it's more myself in my own like internal limitations that are like, well, I want to, you know, I'm hosting the podcast. I should be doing other things and meeting our clients and going on building relationships, which I'm also good at, but I'm also very good at the organization, the operations and managing the team and stuff like that. And I'm definitely not as strong at the relationship building as him. That's good awareness. I mean, look, like I, I can share something with you. Like, you know, my business partner now I live with her. She's like a sister to me. I was her first employee 14 years ago. So I helped her build her company that she sold three years ago to join me. Right. So like 
she has always been back of house. She's always been the CFO, you know, COO of every company is her third one. Um, and I got really burnt out, like traveling all around, speaking as much as I did, do as much training. And I was like, you know what? You need to start speaking. You need to start like doing, being more face. And she was like, I mean, I don't want to, but like a part of me does, but like, fine. She started doing it a lot more in the last four or five months. It has wrecked us on the operation side. Like we're doing fine financially, but like things just don't run smooth when she's not there every single day holding that space. That's her comfort zone. That's her wheelhouse. I push her a lot and she's grown a lot, but she did it as a growth experiment, not because she loves it. And so that what she loves and she gets enjoyment out of is automation, you know, grabbing, you know, I'll bring in the money I pour it in the top. And then she figures out ways to, you know, save us money on taxes and like who needs a raise and who doesn't. And, you know, like that's her thing. KPI scorecards, like that's her baby. Right. Like, and I've learned a very valuable lesson this year, which is don't push them past their comfort zone, especially like for you, like you're probably the reason why your business runs smoothly. Hmm. So, and she has amazing, and by the way, she has amazing relationships with certain people. Like I introduced her to Perry, Perry and I are brothers, basically. Like I'm like his little homie. I like, I hang out with him. I love him. Like I, I adore him. Like I'm a tomboy. Like we're the same, right? Like we're very personally the same. I can call him for anything. I introduced him to Lona. They have a totally different connection. Like he's mentoring her now on like automation and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like she has her own relationships that are incredibly valuable. She just doesn't have the wide amount that we have, nor should she, because yep. she's in fact making sure that these things work. And so, you know, just, I don't know if that's helpful for you. Totally but, is. <laughs> yeah. No, it totally is. And I think I got caught up too in like this, this part. Because this is really just a, a way for us to build those relationships and yeah. I'm in it all the time. But when it really comes to cultivating and growing and really finding those profitable pathways, that's all him. Like yeah. the podcast, like I think I geek out more about, okay, how do we distribute it and how does it grow? And what are the men? <laughs> that's my shit. Right. But I'm also like, I'm down to host a podcast, but yeah, very interesting. That might help us grow exponentially what I just learned now. <laughs> so thank you. You're it was welcome. indirect, but thanks. Yeah. It's my pleasure. I mean, going through it right now. So any yeah. kind of feedback I can give you is great. And like, for me, like I would geek out on who you had on the podcast. Yep. Right? Alona, Alona yeah. in that she would be like distribution, how many downloads, like, yeah. you know, are we going to get on iTunes and this and this and this, what platforms and like, how do we get things out all at once? You know, yeah. like hit the blog, hit the Twitter, you know? And like, I would be like, dude, we're going to have Roland Frazier on our <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. You know? yeah, that's like, totally my partner. He's <laughs> the exact same way. Like, holy shit. You had like Ryan Levesque and Neil Patel. And I'm like, I didn't even, okay. Funny, funny story. <laughs> Ryan Levesque was my very first interview when we launched the podcast. I've done many more before that. Yeah. But we were introduced through one of our customers and I had no idea who Ryan Lebeck was. And oh you know Ryan Lebeck, right? Yes. I just introduced yeah. him. I was emceeing Clickbank Platinum Summit in Cancun last week and I introduced him. Wait, so you know like Vinny Fisher and Tony Grummeyer? Yeah, they're going to be, well, Tony, not Tony, he's with Ship Offers, but um, Vinny's going to be at my event next week in Cabo. Nice. Yeah, he's one of my sponsors. Nice. They're right. I'm, we're really close with those two to those two guys. Um, oh, awesome. but yeah, I had no idea who Ryan Levesque was and here I am just like, I had, you know, I have my general kind of questions I ask and can flow pretty well. But after it was done, he called me and was like, you had Ryan Levesque on the show. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that'd be me. I'd be like, Oh my God. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, it's different strengths and it's like, that's yeah. why your partnership works so well. Like yeah. you can be you because he's, he is him and his element, right? Like yep. um, that's why it works so good. If there was two of you that were super interested in relationships, you guys would generate a lot of money and you would lose it just as fast. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Let's <laughs> yeah. wrap this up. Cool. How do people get involved with what you got going on join your community, become possibly a client of yours and learn more from you? 
Yeah. So thank you for asking that. If you guys want to kind of get a feel for what we do on the affiliate side, if you go to eastfifthavenue.com slash bonus, there's some awesome bonuses that we give, including like call outreach scripts, kind of checklists and templates to make sure that your affiliate department is working in order. You can do that. And that will, you know, get you into our newsletter and our email list and our outreach. You can go to eastfifthavenue.com, 5th Avenue, fully spelled out. Um, and check out our website. Um, you know, there's there's ways to do that. If you want to train your affiliate manager or if you're an offer owner looking to, to learn how to scale your affiliate program, we have what's called the Affiliate Accelerator. It's a four-month uh, course where you get all of our template scripts, modules. You also get access to a cohort of other affiliate managers and offer owners. You get to come to live events with us where we're training you live on best practices and we're cutting deals live. We just finished one in September, September 20th is when it ended. And we had 57 people there, offer owners and affiliate managers. And we had some people making as high as like 27 deals from the room. The average amount of deals closed were five. So like they're literally walking away with book traffic. So that's, you know, the way that you can work with us. We can consult with you one-on-one if you want, like our corporate clients, or you can participate in our launches and evergreen offers. So you can reach out on the website or I'm always available. Amber at eastfifthavenue.com, like super always interested to have people hit me up and, you know, reach out. And we're just grateful to be a part of this community and to, you know, be of service of getting people to think, you know, as, as real salespeople, as true professionals in a time where, you know, it's been relatively easy to make money online. And now we're starting to see that the more people enter into the space, the more competitive it gets. And we have a responsibility to ourselves, to our teams, to our customers to, you know, be professional, pleasant, persistent salespeople so that we can all make a bigger impact in the world. And that's what we're really happy to do at East Fifth. Love it. Love it. Amber, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for the wisdom and your time. Guys, I will put all that stuff in the show notes. You'll be able to link directly to eastfifthavenue.com and all the other resources that she mentioned. I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your day. Amber, you as well. Thank you. Thanks so much. Appreciate your time. Cheers, guys. You've been listening to the Six Figure Roadmap. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. To learn more about our membership, visit us online at www.lvrg.it. 